What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for kicking off your week with us. This is your Monday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. We post stuff there every single day, guys. We're still doing that as the season winds down. Podcasts, articles, uh, different news and notes that we have. Everything baseball-related, you guys can find at Ethos Fantasy BB. And if you're not using Twitter slash X, I don't like calling it X. usually still refer to it as Twitter. If you're not using that site, you guys can go to sportsethos.com, as always, and get all that same great uh, content over there. Basketball's ramping up. Football's starting up in a few days. I think this is opening week. I'm kind of zoned out of football this year. Just everything has been devoted to baseball so I can't really say for sure, but I think it's later this week when football's starting up and they are posting stuff every single day uh, football-related. They're updating their content over there at sportsethos.com and on our football page as well on Twitter. There's just so much content across all four major sports, really. Uh, but with football ramping up, basketball's our bread and butter. That's ramping up. Hockey as well. Everything is uh, really getting going right now as baseball winds down. So make sure you guys are checking out all that content. It's still over there, and it's still the same great stuff you're always used to. But that's enough rambling for an intro for me for a Monday here. We are talking about some hot topics of the day today, and we are going to start off with kind of uh, a bit of a brutal one here. Julio Urias. This uh, came out this morning. Jeff Passon tweeted it out maybe an hour or so ago. I guess it was early this afternoon if you're on the East Coast like I am. Uh, Julio Urias was arrested and charged with felony domestic violence charges late last night. This was an officer with the LAPD told ESPN. And then, um, yeah, suspicion of felony domestic violence. He did not travel with the team. Uh, the league is investigating. An administrative league is not imminent, but is a likely next step, according to Jeff Passan. This is obviously brutal but we're you know aside from the fantasy point of view for a second this is the you know the second time that julio urias has been charged with this you got to figure that he is probably going to be on his way out of the league i can't imagine too many teams are going to or especially the dodgers uh, are going to be that interested in keeping him depending on what happens here obviously i guess they'll see what happens with the investigation but i think that this is probably going to to be the end of urias uh, if what we're seeing here is true, uh, you never really know. And I maybe it's even too soon to speculate. But when you see this happen twice, you know, Rob Silver tweeted it out this morning and it, it made a lot of sense. You know, in a court of law, you need, you're assumed innocent until you're proven guilty or in, until, you know, until the trial proceeds. Uh, when we're talking about just our speculation, Twitter, whatever, we don't have to wait for a court of law's judgment you see somebody's been arrested and charged with this twice. You can kind of see who they are. And I think the Dodgers will probably see that as well. Uh, you know, just looking at their history, you get the Trevor Bauer situation that just happened. Not, you know, apples to apples, but pretty damn close. Maybe apples and pears, uh, something pretty close. So I think that Julio Urias is probably, for at least the short term, not going to be an option for the Dodgers. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't pitch again this season. If you're in a playoff position right now, or like you're in your playoff matchup and you need that spot on your roster, let's say it's a, it's a playoff matchup and you need Julio Urias or you were counting on Julio Urias, you don't have an IL spot, whatever, it's you know your semifinal, whatever, then I'm totally okay with dropping him because I don't think he's going to be pitching over the next couple of weeks, at least until this whole thing gets sorted out. 
you know, a lot of people are probably going to hold on. We've seen the roster rate go down about 2% today uh, over on Yahoo, about 97 to 95. And granted, this news is only about an hour old. I would imagine it would probably go down to about 90 by the end of the day, somewhere in, you know, maybe 91. And people will continue to probably drop him because this is the, the time of year where you don't really have time to wait and see. A lot of people, you know, um, my head-to-head leagues are starting playoffs today. A lot of people started last week. Some people start even earlier to avoid the kind of silly season of the last couple of weeks. They want to have the most true picture of the actual teams without having to look at, you know, what teams do down the stretch who are either way out in front or way behind and start doing crazy things with call-ups and all the rest of it. Some people might end, you know, next week. And if you do end next week and Urias is one of your guys and you need that spot, I don't know that you can really justify waiting and seeing. I think at this point you probably have to to get him off your team. You know, some people will disagree, but I think at this point that would be the prudent thing to do. If you're a team that's, you know, way out in front of everybody else and Urias is kind of just, you know, an extra part there and he's not really someone you're depending on, then maybe it's not as important. You can say, okay, I'm already going to win this week. We can afford to play this out and see what happens over the next week or so. A lot of people are not in that situation. A lot of people need those stats today. They need them right now, and they don't have time to wait for an investigation, especially you know with the time of year it is. If this happened in May, then yeah, you'd hold on to him. But the fact that it's happening here in the first week of September, I don't know that I can really justify holding on to Urias. I don't have that predicament. I actually don't have any Julio Urias this season in any of my eight leagues, or is it nine leagues? I can't remember at the top of my head. Uh, it's eight or nine leagues. But I don't have any Julio Urias, so I don't have to make that decision but if I were you guys, I think it would be a decent move uh, to get him off your roster right now. Now, the second part of that, it wasn't meant to be the next piece that I talked about. But, you know, this is actually going to be farther down the list today. But Walker Bueller, uh, you know, there is a chance, and I think there's a pretty good chance that we see him over the next couple of weeks. Uh, he threw two perfect innings in his rehab start in AAA uh, this was yesterday, 24 pitches, 15 strikes. Uh, he retired the side in both innings. Perfect. I I think that we're going to see him over the next couple of weeks, specifically now the Dodgers are going to be likely in need of a starting pitcher here uh, down the stretch, another starting pitcher. Now they have the division wrapped up, so how far they're going to push him, I don't really know. But I think there's a good chance we see at least a couple of starts out of him, especially if he's able to get built up a little bit, let's say next time. And I think the plan, let me just double check, is it for him to have another, two more, so he wants two more rehab starts, so they want him to have two more rehab starts before he comes back. So you're probably looking, again, this is league dependent. If you're in one of those leagues we were talking about a second ago where the playoffs are in the semifinal right now, then Walker Bueller is irrelevant to you. But in a lot of those leagues, like the one I'm talking about, my home league, you still got three, four weeks left. You can justify stashing him and holding on to him potentially. Even if you only get one or two starts out of him, it might be during the final week of the season when you are able, or not the final week of the fantasy season, I should say. It really depends on when your league ends. That's the really important part of it this time of year because timelines vary, and that could mean somebody's coming back and helping you for the finals or somebody's not playing for you at all. But I do think uh, in the long run, or not really in the long run, but the long run of this season, uh, there's not going to be that many pitchers with more upside that are available on waiver wires than Walker Bueller. I think even if you only get you know two starts out of him or one start out of him, that's five innings or four innings. You know you got to hope that he gets five and hope for the chance for the victory. But I think there's still a good chance uh, that we see like one start at least that is fantasy relevant at the end of the season, especially with Urias out of the rotation. Now, 
I think that you'll you'll probably get one of those. So I guess it depends on if you feel like you want to stash and hold for what will probably be one start this season. Uh, you know, the estimate from RotoWire I'm seeing is mid-late September target for his debut. The season ends October 1st. There are some leagues that go all the way to October 1st. If you are in one of those leagues, then I think it does make a lot of sense. My, my home league ends the week before the end of the regular season, which I think is a good marker. It ends September 24th. I think it still kind of makes sense. You might get one, maybe two outings, probably one. But at, like I said, if he's able to go five innings, for the Dodgers, you're probably getting a victory out of him, the way that they're playing right now, the way they've played all season. Uh, you know, he, he is probably going to give you like three, four, five strikeouts. At, at least you're thinking four or five strikeouts if he goes five innings. I think there is some value in it. Like I said, the waiver wire is pretty bare this time of year, specifically if you're in a 15-team league. You're going to have to jump on Walker Bueller if he comes back. I don't mind stashing him if you are able to. I really think that he is somebody that could give you, even if it's just one start, it could be really good. He's at the 52% rostered right now in Yahoo leagues. Again, it is kind of a wild card if you're going to A, find him, and B, if it's going to be a good start. But I think that it is worth the risk considering the pedigree of Walker Bueller. He wasn't himself last season in the starts that we saw over his 65 innings. He was not great, 402 ERA. You know, the strikeouts weren't there. He had a 129 whip. But, you know, when you're coming back from, you know, Tommy John surgery, it's and not even coming back, when your elbow is injured to the point where it needs Tommy John surgery, it's probably not going to be your best performance going out there on the field every single day. So I'm really not uh, that worried about a healthy Walker Bueller coming back, even if it's just for one start. But that's it uh, for that. We'll move on to a couple of IL stints. This is uh, the time of year when there's a lot of people getting injured. The fatigue of the season it just you know wears down a lot of bodies, and there's a couple of stinky ones. I'll put them that way. Riley Green, I think Riley Green is a drop at this point, guys. He's on the 10-day IL. He has right elbow inflammation, but he's shut down now. He's going to have an MRI in a week. At which point, then they should have a clear timeline on uh, his return. This was on Saturday. We got this update. I think in a lot of cases you got to drop him, especially where you have no IL spot. It's not trending great. It already, you know, over the last month or so, he wasn't doing that well. He was 24 for his last 97, which is a 247 average. But you could live with it. There was more counting stats, but two home runs, one steal in that time frame. He scored nine runs and had 12 ribbies, which is pretty good. But I don't know that it really justifies holding on to him, specifically if you're in a 10 or a 12-team league. I, I can't really see it. In a 15-team league, I could see holding on to Riley Green. I think it might make sense. Because, like I said, there are just so few options this time of year that maybe he is able to come back for the last week of the regular season. If you're talking a roto format, give you another home run, another steal, or something like that. It could be valuable in those 15-teamers, but I don't think it's even like a must. He's not a must-stash kind of guy for me. I'm at the point where I'm pretty ready to move on in, in most formats. If you're really in desperate need of outfielders, then maybe you hold on. But I just don't think that it's going to be worth the squeeze of holding on to him uh, for the last couple of weeks here. The same thing can be said for Danny Jansen. This one's unfortunate. This is more for you guys in two-catcher leagues, although he did have some one-catcher league viability. He does have 17 homers, 53 RBIs. He was more of a two-catcher league guy, but regardless, uh, he has a broken uh, right middle finger. So I don't know that he's going to come back at any time, anytime soon. He broke his pinky earlier in the year. 
and he missed quite a bit of time. Or was it last year? I don't know. There's been so many injuries with Jansen. I think he, like, he never plays 100 games. It's so frustrating. You kind of know this every single year. And it's not even his fault. Like, if you watch them, I, I watch the Jays a lot, obviously, being in Toronto. He is just a magnet for the ball. It'll be foul tips that go off of him, or he'll get hit by pitches like crazy. I think over the last couple of weeks, he's been hit like six or seven times. It's, it's really ridiculous. He's just a magnet for the ball, and he can't stay healthy, and a lot of it's not even his fault. Regardless of that, I think you have to drop him. You know, some people might say in a two-catcher league, there's really not any options. And again, there's not, but he's not going to play again this season, I don't think. Regular season for sure. If Toronto happens to sneak into the playoffs, they don't deserve it. I said that yesterday on Twitter. I don't think Toronto deserves to make the playoffs the way they've played this year. That being said, maybe he comes back if Toronto's able to sneak in. But for the regular season, I, I just can't see Danny Jansen getting back out there the way that his body has shown to heal uh, in the past from this kind of injury. So I think in a lot of cases you can drop him. If you're talking Yahoo leagues, mostly one catcher. He's on 15% of rosters. I think that he's a pretty safe drop in those formats as well. Uh, you can pretty safely send Danny Jansen back to the waiver wire. Another guy who also hit the waiver wire is Daniel Bard. Uh, Daniel Bard has had a really tough season. It's a forearm fatigue. He's also earlier in the year missed time with some mental health struggles, I believe it was. And he has just not done it. But for some reason, some people have still held on. You know, 24% rostered in Yahoo leagues for some reason. Maybe it's some people are just not playing anymore. They drafted him early in the year. It's some dead leagues. I can't. I got to think that maybe that's some of them, but 24% seems a little high. Do one, do one quarter of people stop playing altogether? You know, and it's not even one quarter of people. It's one quarter of rosters of, of Daniel Bard. Is that, you know, emblematic of whatever, uh, of one quarter of fantasy players, people who roster Daniel Bard? I, I don't really know. It just seems like it's a, a number that is too high still. So if you are still holding on for whatever reason, he wasn't the closer at any point this season. He had one save. He did have four victories, a 4-7-0 ERA and a 1-7-2 whip. There was no reason for you to be holding on. But if you were, obviously, this is just kind of me just you know knocking on the door outside saying, hey, throw Daniel Bard uh, back to the waiver wire in case you guys have kind of forgotten about uh, him on your roster. If there's you know a bunch of 15-team leagues you roster and he might just be sitting on the, you know, in one of your relief pitcher spots, you might have just forgotten about him. Uh, just go take a look and make sure that Bard's not still sitting there. This one is also kind of questionable here. It's not uh, an IL stint yet, I don't think. We haven't had any... Think no, actually, sorry, we got good news just actually like an hour ago on it. So I was gonna say, uh, Max Scherzer, he had forearm uh, tightness that he was experiencing uh, during his start on Friday. He was removed after six uh, six innings and eighty eight pitches, and eighty eight pitches was the fewest he's thrown since uh, middle of May. Forearm tightness, you know, you, you never really know what to think. But there was just, and I was going to say that maybe this is, you know, you got to monitor him. Maybe if you're setting a weekly lineup today, then it might be prudent to sit him. But he was actually just cleared. Uh, you know, there was some talk about, uh, you know, you never really know. You know, people speculate all the time with the forearm. You never really know. But he just got cleared uh, to start on Wednesday against the Astros. Now, it is a tough uh, opponent there. But Scherzer has been very good over the last, you know, really the last month beyond uh, 176 ERA over the last month, 0.72 whip. He has a couple of victories, 38 strikeouts in 30 innings in that time frame as well. He's been really good. Uh, so Max Scherzer uh, should be in your lineup for that start. I was a little bit nervous about if he was actually, you now he did throw a bullpen session yesterday, but I wasn't sure if he was actually going to pitch. It was a side session, so I'm actually not sure how many pitches it was. Uh, but I was just a little bit worried. Uh, if they didn't say he was cleared, you know, in time for, for lineup lock today, I honestly would have sat him uh, in a lot of cases there. 
uh, especially against the Astros. You weren't even sure if he was going to pitch or not. Now that he is going to pitch, I, I'm okay with it. But it's a tricky one. Uh, you know, hope, hoping he's okay here uh, with a forearm issue at his age. You're kind of you know, you know, squinting your eyes a little bit and saying, all right, is there something more here? But the fact that they're letting him go out there, uh, you got to think that he's probably going to be pretty okay. So no worries there. Set uh, Max Scherzer into your lineups. If it's a daily lineup, then obviously you wait, and you don't have to do anything right now. If anything happens, he gets pushed back or whatever, then you have the luxury uh, to do that in your lineups. But the last piece of news we have is actually a little bit of good news that I wasn't expecting quite this soon, in all honesty. I thought it would be a little bit longer for him. Uh, but Josh Naylor is back. He was back in the lineup yesterday against the Rays. He batted third. He went one for four. He drove in a run. And I think that he's somebody that if you're sitting out there in your 10, 12 team leagues, whatever it is, he needs to be added all over the place if you can find him. He's 81% rostered on Yahoo. He had a true breakout this season. I mean, last year, he was very, very good. Uh, don't get me wrong. 20 home runs. He batted 256. He you know, drove in 79 runs. This year, he batted over 300, uh, 305 batting average. He had 80 RBIs and only 364 uh, at-bats, which is a remarkable number. 15 home runs. He stole six bases as well. It's unfortunate we didn't get like a full season's worth of stats because if you just look at the, like, the run total, it's kind of shockingly low at 41. would have been nice to see what he could do in like 500-plus at-bats. But over the last month of the season, you know, you're probably going to see him get close to 100 at-bats, batting third in that Guardians lineup every day. It's not great, but you know the fact that he is who he is, the fact that he's really broken out this year and he is healthy now, uh, he was uh, on the IL with an oblique issue for the last, God, it's like a month, just about. <clears throat> I think actually maybe even a little more than a month. Um, but he's back now. He is good to go. If you can find him anywhere, I would definitely go and add him, probably skewing to your more shallow leagues. But you never know. Somebody in a deeper, le- deeper league where there's no IL spots might have dropped him. They might have not checked uh, yesterday because it was Sunday that he was back or whatever. And maybe he's still sitting out there on your waiver wire, so just check and take a look there. But that'll do it for us for today. I appreciate everybody tuning in again on this Monday. Really appreciate all your support throughout the whole season. For those of you who do listen every single day or every single week, uh, it is very much appreciated. You guys can go find me over on Twitter at JoeOrico99, also at EthosFantasyBB. You can find all of our great daily content over there. I do want to remind you guys that tomorrow is Tuesday. We're going to be doing another mailbag show. We don't do um that many quite like i haven't done as many questions recently it's been more specific to a couple of the questions that you guys have left there i'll always answer them on twitter and then i'll bring the ones that i think are most pertinent to the wider audience uh to the podcast but just looking at the amount of tuesdays we have left there are one two three there's only four tuesdays left in the regular season So we'll do four more mailbags. If you guys want to get your questions answered, throw them on there. If they are something, you know, if you're talking about, you know, I have a 17-team, 14-category, OPS, like all these crazy different specifications and customizations, then it's probably not something that I need to spend five minutes talking about on the podcast because it's only going to apply to you, and I'll answer you directly. If it's something where should I drop this hot player for this struggling player that I think a lot of people might have to actually, you know, deal with in their league every single day, that's something that I would bring over to the podcast. So that'll do it for me. That's enough rambling. Uh, Go check us out on socials. Go to sportsethos.com and find all that great content. Until tomorrow, guys, have a great night. Take care and cheers.